listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's up, what's up, everybody? This is Faraz. Zach is here, too. What's good, man? How you doing, What's going Zach? on? I'm doing good. You know, we got the trade deadline coming up. This is a big, big episode. <laughs> trade deadline is looming. Uh, most leagues have it this week. So yeah. after week 11 in most leagues, and I would check your league settings to see when your, you, you know, when the last date to trade is. Uh, I know on Sleeper, if you use a Sleeper app, like like when you, as soon as you get, go to your starting lineup, like there's like big letters and like this mm-hmm. big warning it's that involved. says like after this week, <laughs> you cannot trade. Just, just make sure. So check your league settings uh, because a lot of trade deadlines are going to be done this week. And because of that, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. Okay, this is going to be our last buy-sell show of the season, which is crazy to say, right? Yeah. We're going into week 11. We're already right? here. <laughs> um, we've been doing a podcast every day, Monday through Friday, and crazy. Zach yeah. is a f- Zach is going to – can I tell the people? Zach yeah. is a full-time student, like full-time, <laughs> like so full-time that I can never get a hold of him, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and I also have a full-time job uh, that's like on- – I was going to say a full-time job on the side. On the right? side. <laughs> uh, which is pretty much what it is. I spend all of my time on upper hand. Yeah. But I'll say this. We did pretty well, man. You know, just I, for, for one good. of these segments yeah. to to be ending for the season, like we're already like at that point. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, but I, I can't believe it. <laughs> unbelievable. Um, So, you know, nice job. But I, I, the, the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, this, this week we're going to be doing things differently. We're just going to, we have a few main guys that we were looking to buy and sell, but there's also a bunch of guys that like, you know, I want to throw a bunch of players out there. Right. Yeah. And, you know, kind of get some feelers in terms of like, are we buying? Are we selling? Why is it a good idea? What can we get for him? Blah, blah, blah. We also want to answer some questions too, uh, some trade questions. Yeah. So if you're in the live here, throw your questions into the chat. Uh, we're, there's no like dedicated time. We'll be getting to them. We'll be talking about a player, done with that player, we'll get to a question. And we'll kinda of, we'll kinda of do it that way. Just keep it interactive as much as possible. Yeah. All right. Sometimes sometimes what happens is someone will ask a question about a player and we'll be like, well, that segues nicely in. We actually had that happen a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Even just on the other shows. That's true. So Yeah. And you never know, maybe it'll just spark up a interesting player that we didn't think Wait, about. Yeah. Um yeah. So yeah. Let's let's get into it, man. Um, hope everyone got who they wanted on waivers last night. I know it was a crazy waiver wire night. Right, like there's, there was, you know, Paris Campbell was on waivers. Christian Watson was on waivers. Kadarius Tony, uh, you know, did you get anybody? Like, I, I know who you got or didn't get yeah. in our league. Um, I wasn't really paying attention to that, but like, did you yeah. get anybody in your other leagues that that you wanted? Uh, I didn't go big in other leagues. So what happened is I'm doing pretty rough in my one other league. So I didn't really bother picking them up. <laughs> I let the other guys pick them up for a stretch run. Uh, so I'm, I'm a nice guy like that. I'm, I'm not going to hamper anybody else's team. I like the problem is I like my team in that league. I understand it just keeps underperforming. But, you know, it is what it is. I got our league. I got the only guy I picked up was Trey McBride. I needed to address Dallas That's Goddard. That's solid. Of course, How much fab did you end up spending on, on McBride? You know. You know, I don't. I, the, I, I didn't see it. It was in our league. Yeah, I picked him up over you. You put a ten dollar fab, uh, I think, bid on him. I, I put. <laughs> you know 30. why I put ten dollars? You know why I put ten dollars, right? Yeah, why did you put that up? Because that's all I had. <laughs> yeah, that's all I had no, left. <laughs> I picked him up for thirty because I had Dallas Goddard and Trey McBride. I think has you know he could slide right in where Zach Ertz was, and I'd be okay with that. I, of course, as soon as Dallas Goddard starts putting up nice numbers, he gets hurt. You know, but that, I, that's fine. I, 
I think you uh, putting thirty dollars on McBride makes a lot of sense, right? Like you lost your, your tight end, so like yeah, you need somebody to step up for the course of the season. And to be honest with you, like you know, he has some upside, right? That's you know, he's why I went for him. Yeah, yeah, that, and that makes sense because if you're trying to you know get over the hump and you're trying to make it to the playoffs and you're trying to have a difference maker at the tight end position, like who are you picking up? You know, so you're like yeah. you're not gonna pick up uh, you know, these random dudes on the waiver wire to make a difference. You're picking them up to like hold it down, but yeah. you know, you're hoping for a couple of points from them, right? But I, someone like Trey yeah. McBride with a new op- opportunity in, in on a team that runs a lot of plays and passes a lot, you know, could could turn out pretty good. Yeah. I was between picking up Trey McBride or rolling with Hayden Hurst, right? I had on my bench already. And I was like, exactly. I don't want to that, do that's that. exactly the player I was thinking about when I said that, you know, yeah. he doesn't offer that much upside. No. Know? But 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 with Trey McBride, I was looking at originally, you know, hindsight's 2020. 20, I put thirteen dollars down for Fab on him. And I was like, you know what? I haven't spent hardly any of my Fab at all this season. And I need to get a player to replace Dallas Goddard. Like, you know, just go go do it. Like if you're in a similar situation, if you're sitting on a bunch of Fab, what are you waiting for? You know, yeah. I don't, you're not going to have much else. You have to make the push into the playoffs. Once you're in the dance, you're fine. You know, you can make decisions and deal with problems as they arise. But in order to get there to the playoffs, you know, you, sometimes you got to make these decisions. And I don't know. We'll see how I, that works out for me. I would have assumed. Though. Well, listen, I would have assumed people would have bid more on, yeah. on him, you know, because Goddard was lost, too. There was a couple of tight ends who got hurt this past week. So, you know, there's not a lot of good tight ends out there right now. Yeah. Um. But anyway, let's move on. Um, we, we already got a ton of questions in the chat, uh, and we'll get to them, you know, uh, but let's, mm-hmm. let's get into a couple of these buys and sells that we have going on, uh, real quick before I go into these buys and sells, uh, what news should we be covering? Um, number one, Dallas Goddard, he's going to be out for the immediate future for at least several weeks, uh, with that shoulder injury. It happened on that face mask play that we were talking about in yesterday's episode, um, so that's a shoulder injury. He'll be out for a little bit. Jack Stoll probably is like the, his backup, but you're not really going to be interested in him. You know, I no. think what's going to happen now is that the targets are going to be less distributed between AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. So Devontae Smith to me gets a big upgrade here. Yeah. I, I was thinking about making him a buy, but I thought that one was a little obvious. Um, but yeah, you could definitely go after him, maybe. He's the primary beneficiary. Like you said, Jack Stoll, who he, he, I'm not going to rely yeah. on Jalen Hurst be throwing to him. You know, in yeah. difference making games, you know, it's it's going to be the receivers that they have. They went out, they got Devontae Smith, they spent a first round pick on him, and they spent a first round pick essentially on AJ Brown. They're going to be thrown to them over Jack Stoll, who I don't even know how he got in the league. And I don't want to, you know, minimize <laughs> his story. Maybe he can, maybe he has some great story, but I don't know how he got in the league or if how how he's on doing on the Eagles. I, I don't think that he's not going to be a fantasy contributor down the stretch. Yeah, no, I mean, I think buying Devonta Smith could be an option if you're in in need of a wide receiver. Because sometimes what ends up happening is that, yes, you know that a a wide receiver is going to get an upgrade with Dallas Goddard. But what's unknown is how much of an upgrade, Yeah. right? And the upgrade might be, you know, underrated, Mm -hmm. right? And I think Devonta Smith is such a good wide receiver. We've seen it this year where when he's targeted, he does his thing. Now, a lot of his receptions have been short ones lately. Um, So that's something to think about. However... You know, with Dallas Goddard out, you know, they're going to be wanting to make some plays downfield outside of just targeting A.J. Brown. Um, so I, I can I can see Devontae Smith, you know, becoming uh, a high-end wide receiver, too, at his ceiling, right? Yeah. Not saying that would happen, but I can see him being a solid wide receiver, too, as well. 
you know, on an every week basis moving yeah. forward. Because over the last couple of weeks, Jalen Hurts has really, really been favoring Dallas Goddard in the passing game. Yeah. And, you know, we know the type of talent that Devontae Smith is. We're not saying that he's not talented. You can't do it. Um, it's just the way the offense runs. Maybe the Eagles, now that they don't have Dallas Goddard, maybe they start leaning a little bit more on the run. We've seen them do that well before. Um, obviously, they've become more pass first with the way Jalen Hurts has been playing. But maybe they start to lean on that run a little bit more. Um, that could potentially hurt Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. But I don't think it's going to be that big a difference. You know, Dallas Goddard, he's one of many weapons in Philly. So if you lose one, I think – Unless somebody else goes down, like you said, the target distribution is just going to get tighter, which might result in better performances for the other guys around. Kyler Murray, he could miss another week or so, according to Jeremy Fowler. It is a hamstring injury, so kind of makes sense that he would miss another week. Um, so if you were expecting to play Kyler Murray, just stream whoever you were streaming last week. I streamed Daniel Jones in a league. That worked out. I'm streaming him again this week because they're going up against the Lions. Yeah. So make sure you pick him, pick up another quarterback. We're going to be going over our quarterback rankings uh, pretty soon. Mm. Something's flickering in here. <laughs> um, no, I didn't see that. This is just my – maybe it's just me. It, I don't maybe. know. I can't, I I can't know. tell. But you say about Daniel Jones being a streamer. <laughs> I picked up Colt McCoy last minute, and he, he wasn't that bad. I mean, it was the Rams that they were playing against, but he put up 14 points. I'm okay with that in relief of Kyler Murray. It's only like Dude, five less points than what Murray would have given you. I would have been ecstatic. If I because you're expecting like five points, yeah, <laughs> we're just starting Colt McCoy. So if you gave me 14, dude, I'll be like, hell yeah. Well, that's why that's where it was because I, <laughs> I they said that Kyler Murray was a game time decision. I had him in my lineup up until you know game time, and they came out and said that he wasn't playing. I'm like, okay, time to go to the waiver wire. The only guy there was Colt McCoy. There were literally no starting quarterbacks left on the wire. It's just like you had to go with Colt McCoy, and he did fine. So if you picked up Colt McCoy, good for you. You know, keep him just in case you don't have any better options. You might be in a similar situation. Yeah, him doing that two two times in a row. Good luck. Good luck. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks like Taylor Heineke might keep the job, uh, you know, even when Carson Wentz is healthy. Um, you know, that, you know, this really, you know, affects guys like, you know, Terry McLaurin, right? Because, you know, this kind of segues into this episode too. Like, even though we're going to be going back to the news in a second, so we'll be <laughs> we'll be finding a way to segue back into it. But yeah, you know, we talked about it yesterday. Terry McLaurin, you know, has been hyper targeted by Taylor Heineke, and he's put up some big, big numbers. He's a high end wide receiver too, you know, with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Um, but Carson Wentz, you know, spread the ball a lot more. Curtis Samuel was getting a lot more targets. Uh, Jahan Dotson was getting more targets. So if they do end up going back to Carson Wentz, you know, I would look for a way to sell. Um, Terry McLaurin. Now, there's a chance that Carson Wentz comes in, he shits the bed, they go back to Taylor Heineke, right? Because remember, the only reason why they brought in Heineke is because Wentz got hurt, right? Yeah. Um, and that's why they brought him. It wasn't a benching. So if they make that decision right now, then they are benching Carson Wentz. So keep that in mind for Terry McLaurin because right now his prices, his value is so elevated. And, you know, yeah. very – like. It's valid, right? Because he's that good of a receiver, and this should be happening to him. However, Carson Wentz, when he comes in, might not be targeting him as much. We saw what his value was like in the first few weeks of the season before Heineke came in. It was not good. You you were thinking about benching him, right? Yeah. Um. So going forward, you know, just keep that in mind. You know, um, I know you can't trade after this week, but if Heineke's a starter this week, I guess I'm holding on to McLaurin. I would. Taylor Heineke deserves to start the way that he plays. They've had him around in Washington for a while, and he's obviously conducting the offense a lot better than Carson Wentz was. Um, maybe Carson Wentz distributes the ball better. That might be true. 
but he doesn't throw very much Terry McLaurin at all. And that's it's been night and day with Terry, with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. I think that the way the offense is playing, they're going to keep rolling with Taylor Heineke. My bet would be that Terry McLaurin continues to be relevant down the stretch because of him. Um, we've seen this every time Taylor Heineke comes into play, that he hyper-targets Terry McLaurin, whether he's open or not. It doesn't matter. And that sometimes results in interceptions, and sometimes that results in Terry McLaurin doing his thing. But Taylor Heineke is the good news for Terry McLaurin owners. Uh, Carson Wentz coming back in is is not good news. Um, no, Taylor Heineke should be playing this week. I, I'd expect him to continue playing. That's my assessment. Jerry Judy surprisingly has a chance to play in Week Eleven. The way that it was looking, like it went, like when if, you, if you're watching the games, if you're watching Red Zone, if you're watching the Broncos game, it went from, oh no, he tore his Achilles, to all the way now to like he might play this week, yeah. <laughs> which is unbelievable and it's amazing good for jerry judy you mm -hmm. know that would have been devastating news for him i mean he's had some injury riddled seasons like obviously last year he had the high ankle sprain you know that really derailed his season so good for him good for him yeah. hopefully he can play um but if he can't you know if he can't play you you probably have Cortland sutton as somebody that you could potentially throw in your lineup yeah but let's get let's talk about it man like, let's yeah. talk about Cortland Sutton real quick. We can talk about all this stuff at once. Who cares? <laughs> Cortland Sutton, like, what are you doing with him right now? Are you are you cutting him? Are you keeping him? He's hardly been playable when Judy has been on the field. Yeah. So what do you, what do you want to do with, with Cortland Sutton if you have him before the trade deadline's up? You can't keep him. And obviously, not only you're not only going to be unable to move off of him because of the trade deadline, but you're also going to be unable to move. You were unable to move off of him before just this little blip, you know, on, on the radar. Corlin Sutton might be sellable now. You know, when you look at it, the way that things went, he had a decent stat line and just, you know, the Broncos offense is a bit of a wasteland, but Corlin Sutton, he had that one catch. He looked decent. You know, he's catching the ball. He got 11 targets suddenly he might be a sellable asset where before he was not. And obviously after this week, if this is a deadline, you're not going to be able to move him again. This is your last chance to just potentially move off of Cortland Sutton, you know, without just outright dropping him. And that's where I think the value comes in because you might end up having to drop him if you don't try to move him in a trade. He's not going to be able to move, be moved individually. He's going to be an add-on to whatever trade you're trying to do. But before, if you put Cortland Sutton, before Sunday, this past Sunday, if you put Cortland Sutton in a deal, people are going to be like, no, that's not anything. It doesn't add anything to the trade. Now it's like, okay, maybe Jared Judy doesn't play this week. Maybe we have a week or two of him, you know, getting some decent targets, having a nice floor in this offense. And remember that the Broncos have two pretty favorable matchups on deck. They got the Raiders next week and the Panthers a week after that. So you can kind of make that a selling point if you want. So for me, it's not. This is a slam dunk trade option. You know, I'm going to get off him while his value is high. His value is not that high. It's not high at all. But it might be high enough to the point where he's not just, you know, a crumb in terms of value um, on the side of, you know, we, you know, we talk about main dishes, main main hose, that kind of thing, side hose. You know, any type of discussion that you want to have about how you classify parts of a trade, elements of a trade, you know, he's no longer just a spec. He actually has a little bit of fantasy relevant value now with Jerry Judy being questionable. If Jerry Judy comes back and plays this week, you're kind of screwed. But if Jerry Judy is questionable through this week, you can get a trade off in time for Cortland Sutton. You can get your hands off of him and maybe get something back where after this week, you're kind of stuck with him. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Bailey's asking the right questions. It's like, who are you moving Sutton for? And like, like Zach said, you're not going to move him for one for one for a player that you can go ahead and start. Like no one's yeah. going to do that. Right. 
But what you can do is you can make slight upgrades, right? Like, for mm -hmm. example, I have Miles Sanders. My trade partner has Damian Pierce. And, you know, he also has no wide receivers. Like, no, but like he has one wide receiver that he can trust. Outside of that, it's brutal. Yeah. They're going to be desperate for wide receivers. They're going to be desperate for upside. When you saw what Cortland Sutton was doing early in the year, there's a glimmer of hope there, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe you can move Miles Sanders with Cortland Sutton for Damian Pierce because Damian Pierce has also been underperforming, right? Yeah. You know, and he's something like that a, 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 a slight upgrade that makes it better for you, a lot better for you in your eyes, but maybe for the person that has that player, maybe it's just a small downgrade for them at running yeah. back. You know, yeah. that's how I'm looking at it. And speaking of Damian Pierce, you know, he's somebody that I'm looking looking to buy right now. You know, he and I've talked about it for a couple of weeks or for, you know, for the past two weeks at least. He's past his bye week right now, which means that you're going to be able to play him all throughout until the playoffs. So if you're looking for somebody to help you out, you're trying to make that playoff run, Damian Pierce is somebody that you can buy right now because his value is suppressed a little bit. He hasn't scored a touchdown since his bye four weeks ago. Um and like his role is intact. They just signed Eno Benjamin, right? So like everybody who has Damian Pierce, like one percent of them at least is like, hmm, like what's that about? Like, is he gonna have yeah. a role? Like, I don't think so. Like, not at all. So, like, you know, I think those touchdowns are going to come for him, even on a bad offense. We saw them, you know, there or, you know, earlier before his bye. Um, and he has a better role now than he did before his bye because he's getting worked in in the two-minute offense. Um, so there's gonna be games where he's gonna blow up. And I want to get him now before he does. He plays a role and he's talented enough where he could be a low-end RB1. But right now he's being valued as like a solid RB2. So he's somebody that I'm looking to buy right now. Uh, you know, with a lot of these guys we're talking about selling, you can potentially package them up to get Damian Pierce. Yeah, you know my gripes with Damian Pierce. And it's mainly the offense that, you know, makes me upset. You know, you talk about him not scoring a touchdown since his bye in week six. And that makes sense. I hear what you're saying. For just for me, you know, obviously I'm not looking to buy Damian Pierce. I'd be actually looking to sell Damian Pierce because of the value, but that's just my opinion. We've talked about this a couple of times. But as the Damian Pierce, you know, seller, I can tell you this. I'm not worried about them signing Eno Benjamin. And I know you said that the same thing. If Eno Benjamin is going to take snaps from anybody, it's going to be Rex Burkhead. This is the Texans trying to get younger. You know, they, they have Rex Burkhead as their pass catching back. But Eno Benjamin is going to be, you know, a lot younger, a lot more dynamic. Obviously, Rex Burkhead can get it done, but he's not going to be chipping into Damian Pierce's workload. Damian Pierce is clearly the guy. Um, Damian Pierce, his underproduction hasn't been his fault. It's just the way the offense has played, and that's my problem. The offense isn't going to suddenly get better the rest of the way. So I I'm tempering expectations still with Damian Pierce. He can do his thing, obviously, because he's talented, but I, I just don't think that the touchdown upside there is there enough for me to rank him as like an RB1 rest of the season. Even a low-end RB1, I don't think he meets that criteria for me just yet, the way the offense is playing. The touchdown upside isn't there. Um, so I, I'm okay gonna, if, you, if you go buy him low. I, I wouldn't overpay for it. We're going to play We're gonna play this game a few times in this podcast, this episode. We're going to play Who Would You Rather Have? Okay? All right. Um, so let, let's, let's do it for Damian Pierce. Okay, we obviously know all the high-end running backs. Uh, who would you rather have, Damian Pierce or Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon. Me too. Who would yeah. you rather have, Damian Pierce or Ramondre Stevenson? Ramondre Stevenson. Me too. Who would you rather have, Damian Pierce or Aaron Jones? Damian Pierce. Me too. So that that puts him right there, where <laughs> like around that low end RB one spot. Um, who would you rather have, him or Fournette? Damian Pierce or Fournette? The way Fournette's been playing, I want I want Pierce. Earlier, yeah. if you asked me this question four weeks ago, I would have said Fournette. But yeah, 
you know, obviously. Who would you rather have? Uh, Kenneth Walker. We both rather have Kenneth Walker. Who yeah. would you rather have him or Etienne? Rather be Etienne. Etienne. Um, mm-hmm. Who would you rather have him or Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Yeah. Um, Do you who would you rather have him or Miles <laughs> Sanders? No, I don't. I don't. Damian Pierce. JT. Over Miles Sanders. If you, yeah. if you asked me, if you asked me two weeks ago, I would have said Jonathan. I would have said uh, Damian, Damian Pierce. Pierce. Over Jonathan Taylor, not anymore. Um, I, I had hope in Jonathan Taylor this whole time. I told yeah. you, you know, he will get back to what he's doing. And we kind of saw it this week. If he continues, you know, that would be really nice to see because it, this it, is it's the cool. trend we've seen. You know, I have a league where I, I traded for Jonathan Taylor like two or three weeks ago. And yeah. I got him at a good deal. And I have Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor and Travis Etienne. And when I see those three running backs together in that, that lineup, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, wow, like, how did this happen? You open you know, it, was like the, and you're it was like the 101 and the 102 in yep. in this year's drafts. Like I have them on the same team, and and we'll talk about Jonathan Taylor in a second. Okay, mm-hmm. and we can talk about him next. But real quick, I'm just looking at any other guys. Okay, who would you rather have, Jeff Wilson or Damian Pierce? Damian Pierce. His role is so much more locked in. I know Jeff oh, Wilson. Jeff Wilson's there, and he he looks good okay. in Miami, but he's just not. So the work goes on. It, out of all the guys that we mentioned, who would you rather have, Damian uh, Damian Pierce or Devin Singletary? Oh, Damian Pierce by a mile. Okay. So mile. I, I think we mentioned enough running backs to where you can potentially upgrade some of the running backs that we just mentioned that we prefer Damian Pierce over. You know what I'm saying? So we could, mm-hmm. you could have that running back that you, that we didn't like as much as Damian Pierce, plus another piece that you don't really care that much about to upgrade to Damian Pierce, grab one of your bench players, put him in your flex or grab someone off the waiver wire, put him in your flex, whatever. I'm sure you guys have guys on your bench that you can throw in your flex if you have to. That's yeah. how I would play it. That's how I'll play it with Damian Pierce. Um, okay, let's get back to the news. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a go. So I, I kind of like how we're doing this. Um, yeah. The Bengals are hopeful Jamar Chase will return in Week Twelve, so there's a good chance. If that happens, like if you bought if you bought Jamar Chase cheap, like you're you're happy, right? Yeah. Because you know who knew what this situation was going to look like. You know if he was back or not. The good news for me is like. He played really well, you know, in that game when he got hurt, you know, and like, you know, I think this was more of a precautionary thing to like not derail his career, to, you know, type of situation. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, that's great news that he, if he's able to come back, that'll be amazing. Um, yeah. Let's see. I, I know Christian Watson, a couple people were, were concerned about an ankle injury on Monday. He, he participated in full uh, on Tuesday. So don't worry about that ankle. He's good to go this Thursday. Uh, a lot of people ask him about Randall Cobb. Will he make an impact on Christian Watson? No. Um, like don't no. don't make that decision. Don't overthink start it. decisions based on Randall Cobb. I'm starting Christian Watson as like a wide receiver three this week. Remember uh, that Aaron Rodgers yeah. was adamant about having Alan Lazard on the team, and what's he doing? And we know that Randall Cobb and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers have a bit of a connection from way back in yesteryear. But don't worry about that. You know, Christian Watson's the most dynamic receiver there. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Uh, Najee Harris is dealing with a little bit of a knee discomfort. Um, that's interesting. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to cost him to miss any time. Uh, but, you know, Jalen Warren is going to stay involved this entire time. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 